0: Hello and welcome back to Studio 2030. I'm your host, Janka Fleerakkers, and today I'm joined by Anne Rombaut, Group Director, Consolidation Reporting and Control at the GIS. And in this episode, we're going to talk about finding a good balance. Work-life balance, expectations balance, balance in leadership, all kinds of balancing. So thank you, Anne, for being here with us today. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here. You've worked at AGES for almost five years now.
1: So what exactly do you do? Well, I started off five years ago as a head of the accounting team. Uh, in the meanwhile, I got the opportunity to also lead the consolidation and the reporting teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, my teams deal with
0: everything that has to do with financial reporting of GS, which is quite a lot. So yeah, that's what I do. So let's focus on finding our first balance. To begin with, how do you find the balance between your work and your personal life?
1: Well, that's maybe a bit of a funny question to ask me because I'm not an expert in finding balance between uh, work and my personal life. That makes life. it more interesting. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Um, I really need to actively work on it. With some people that come naturally, I mm-hmm. need to work, really work on it. And my family and friends will certainly agree with that statement. Um, but what really helps me is the flexibility we have at the GS. I can really arrange my agenda as I want and how it works for me. And very important game changer for me was actually the new way of working after COVID. Being? Well, before COVID, you would never find me working from home. But then since COVID, yeah, then we needed to work from home, of course. Um, And now our new way of working is that we work 50% uh, from home. So I am home now one or two days a week. And it has been really nice, to be honest, Mm. because in the past it was not always possible that we had dinner together with the family. Uh, now
0: that happens more. So that's really nice. I really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. So you discovered some valuable time. Yes. And some yes. Uh, new ideas and how to share your yeah. time with your family. Indeed.
1: And another important factor for me uh, is my husband, the support of my husband. Uh, we have been together for more than 20 years now. Congratulations. Thank you. And
0: he really has been my greatest
1: supporter as of day one.
0: Okay, so can you give some tips on finding work-life balance? I know you're not an expert, but give us some tips. How did you manage it? I
1: tried a lot of things, so
0: maybe indeed that's why I'm a good person to give some tips.
1: Uh, Well, a balance is very personal, so it's important to find your balance, because a balance for me can be something else than for someone else. So my first tip is get to know yourself. What are your values? What are your limits? And don't compromise on them. And also... When you see people who have higher limits, who can do more, don't look at that. Look at your own limits. For example, I am someone who needs around eight until nine hours of sleep each night. That's completely normal, Anne. That is normal? That's normal. But I'm surrounded with people who sometimes only get five hours of sleep and oh, can boy. still function very well. Well, I don't. Uh, and I really try not to compromise on this. Otherwise, I just don't function well at work and I definitely don't have any energy uh, for anything else except
0: work. Yeah. So what helps you find and maintain your balance besides your sleep? Well, uh, physical activity. Uh, I read something very interesting.
1: It's a neuroscientist, Wendy Suzuki, who claims that physical activity is the most transformative thing you can do for your brain. hmm now, Yanka, you're talking to someone who never did any sports until last year. And I'm not kidding. I didn't even own sports shoes. Uh, but then last year, I got the opportunity to participate in the Aegeus Challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aegeus Challenge is um, they train you to do an Olympic distance triathlon. And uh, you participated. I participated. Oh. <laughs> and I did it. I did it. I'm not going to say the time because it wasn't really good, but I made it until the end. Um, and there I needed to train six out of seven. Wow. Yeah, for around five or six months. Uh, and indeed, it's it's a game changer. I will never be an athlete, to yeah. be clear, but really is transformative. You feel completely different when you
0: do sports. But what was the reason you had the discipline to participate? Was it the competition? You couldn't say no, you just had to, or Why? It was really related to that work-life balance. Like I told you, I'm always testing
1: out things to find that Mm work-life balance. I never tried sports. Maybe I should try this. And yeah, my friends always laugh that I then do a triathlon. A normal person would just start running or something (laughs) like that. No, I wanted to try a triathlon. Uh, So it was really to find that work-life balance. And what I learned there, I have an extremely busy agenda. But if you really want, you can plan sporting six out of seven. You just need to plan very well.
0: Um, let's explore the balance between expertise and leadership in the new way of working we need to move from expertise to people management does this also apply to your work yeah very much so Uh, when i started
1: working about 17 years ago my expectations were quite different from the generation of people starting uh, to work now when i started my expectations were that my boss would teach me all the technical knowledge I would need to do my job. And I was convinced I work hard enough and they would see this and I would get all the job opportunities. Now, I am generalizing, of course, Yanka, but nowadays I see that uh, employees expect more than gaining technical knowledge and getting a paycheck uh, each month. Of course, they important, those two things, but they're really expecting more. They value a good work-life balance and they want to find their values reflected in the values of the company. Now, to give an example, when I do uh, job interviews with job applicants, um, I notice that I get a lot of questions about our homeworking policy, what is the culture, what are the learning developments, or even sustainability initiatives, all those kinds of questions. Those questions I didn't get 10 years ago. So that is a trend that I see. I've seen that shift over the the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's a good evolution? Absolutely. Um, um, You spend around 40 hours a week on your job. So I really think it's important that you spend that in a company where you enjoy spending your time and where you can identify with the values of that company. And like I said, I'm a real people person. And throughout the years, I've built up quite some technical expertise. But now I really love balancing that Mm -hmm. uh, technical expertise with leadership competencies. That makes my job more interesting I have to be honest, sometimes also a
0: bit more challenging, of course. But I think you like the challenge. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> now, how do you bring that human touch within your daily interactions? Well, first of all, I am myself.
1: Mm-hmm. There's only one version of me. When I'm at home, I'm here. I'm always the same Anne. Uh So I think that's important, that you're genuine uh, to everyone that you meet. Um, and I always make time in the morning to walk around and talk to people, not only at my own department, but also other departments. And how do you deal with your individual team members? I don't know if this might sound strange, but I change my leadership style for every single person in my team. So when I talk to person A, I can be a different leader compared to when I talk to person B on my team. Mm -hmm. Now, to give an example, uh, one person might uh, like that I share information that I get from other departments, while another person maybe prefers really focusing on what we
0: need to do that day. Mm -hmm. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So you adapt your leadership style um, according to the person you're talking to, like kind of like a chameleon does. Okay. Um, But how exactly do you do that? How do you figure that out? How do you work yourself around and and try to get to know what people want? That's the part I really like doing. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's not technical knowledge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also like technical things, but I also like doing this. And it's really about creating a bond with someone, really finding out what makes them tick. Um, so for me, it's important to understand how that person thinks, because when you really understand how people are wired, what their interests are, their core values, then it's become so much easier to work with them and also to achieve things together. Um, actually, not that long ago, I saw a TED Talk with Simon Sinek, uh, who's a famous management yeah. theorist, And he states that a great leader is someone who makes their employees feel secure. Absolutely believe what he says there. Because in a safe environment, you will work better together. You will be more creative. You will also be more loyal towards your employer. And that is really what I try to create in my teams. I want to create bonds. But I think most importantly is I try to be open to my team um, so that they have the feeling that they can also be open to me. So, So you expect a lot of openness from your people. Yeah, indeed. That's what I prefer. I like having a, an open culture, also culture we can have a laugh once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is serious enough already. Why is being open so important to you? Well, for me, I always think, how can you learn or how can you grow if you do not dare to speak up? If I don't know what my team members are struggling with, what their career aspirations are... Or any personal issues that they might have. How can I help them then? I need to know those things to help them. Because it can be that someone is not performing very well, but they have all the competencies they need, but they have some issues that I don't know of. If they're not open with me, I cannot help yeah. them.
0: Now, yeah, being open seems easy for you, but I can imagine that it requires courage for other people. Yeah, indeed. And unfortunately,
1: I think that sometimes openness is still confused with being unprofessional. But it's quite the opposite, if you ask me. As I just said, Mm -hmm. how can you progress if you're not open about the things you want and you don't want? Um, So I think that it also has to do with it, that people don't dare to be open. I also see that in in meetings. I don't mind saying, sorry, guys, you've lost me there. Mm -hmm. Can you repeat? Uh, Can we rediscuss? And what I notice is that mostly I'm not the only person that's lost in the meeting. But people don't dare to say so because they think it will be unprofessional or something like that. Well, it's, again, for me, the opposite. Then yeah. you learn things. And what about you? Have you always been an open person? Well, you might be surprised, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to really doubt if it was okay to just be myself, my own open self. I learned two things. is One, being yourself trumps trying to be another version of yourself. Because people just see through it immediately. And two... Being open really helps you to advance in your career, and I underestimated that.
0: When I listen to you, I tend to think that you're ambitious. But where does that ambition come from? What's your main driver, Ann? You've read me already very well. I'm indeed quite ambitious. I really like being
1: thrown into the water and learn new things. Repetitive things are not really my cup of tea. And I also like making things better. And I'm not talking just about my own department, but also for the company in general. Um, This can be process improvements, but it's also very much about creating, for instance, a nice culture. Because
0: personally, I always think we can do better. I've heard that you recently started a community engagement project at AGs. What is it about? Well, um, this project
1: is really about giving back to communities or so picking up our social responsibility. And I started this because when I started at AGS I saw that a lot of our operating companies like EG Insurance or AGS Portugal have a lot of initiatives. And I really felt motivated to also do that at group level because I really think we have the responsibility to lead by example. And also a big benefit of, of those kinds of initiatives is that it can really bring people together. Mm. So I really think it can also create value for GS and for their employees. And last but certainly not least, I think it's important that for the people who can to also give back to the people who need it. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you do already? Well, I have to be honest, Yanka. we only just started with Mm -hmm. this initiative. Uh, We've done a few things inspired by things that we saw at our operating companies. For instance, at AG Insurance, they always do uh, charity team buildings. So instead of going at a nice restaurant and to have dinner or lunch with your team, they really go out and go painting uh, somewhere or they go maintain the garden or those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we did that last year with my team. We went uh, painting in a crisis center for children. Mm -hmm. And there I got the idea, okay, we need to do more. And now, so like I said, it's very in a startup phase. Uh, So we were really looking on how we can make those initiatives more structural Mm -hmm. and how we can embed that into our culture.
0: So what does the future hold for you at the GS?
1: Well, I've talked about balancing being an expert and being a people manager. I hope that in the coming years I can perfect that balance and not only being between being an expert and a people manager but also between uh, work life within the community engagement project so really finding balance i hope in the next mm-hmm. couple of
0: years but do keep being ambitious i will and thank you for being here with us thank you thank you for listening to studio 2030 brought to you by egias if you enjoyed this podcast, then please subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. For more information on AGEAS, please check out the company website at ags.com. Be sure to take a look at our careers page or dive into even more HR-related topics. Enjoy. Until next time.